Hello and welcome to another episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. I believe this is episode 13. Uh, it took a couple of days to uh, get going on this one. I needed a few days after whatever it was that what we watched uh, against Nashville. But uh, I am your host, Brent Goble, joined by... Uh, Brennan. Just Brennan. He's just, yeah, just, just Brennan, Brennan today. You've, got, okay, well, you've become Tyler. that famous. I've just become that famous. So, so Brennan, far. and I will be Tyler today. Perfect. It's Mr. Goble with Brennan and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Shows our age. <laughs> so, let's get to this uh, thing they called a game on, on Sunday. I was hoping... Mother's Day, so first yeah, off, happy we were Mother's worried. Day to all the mothers. We were worried that it was another holiday. The holiday you jinx. You guys got to stop doing that. What? What we lost oh, for like the fourth Easter. holiday oh, in no. a row, oh, no. right? Like, I was kind of hoping if they're going to lose, they just make it the uh, Mother's Day massacre or something. <laughs> <laughs> if we got six out again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so let's get to the starting lineup: Zach McMath and goal, and then we went with a four-four-two. Uh, Brody Silva, Glad, and Herrera across the back, and we had Miram Maroon. Maroon 5 is playing for Real though. Ruiz, Luis, and Chang. And then uh, Rubio Rubin and Bobby Wood up top, top. And on the bench, we had Cablan, the new guy. Oh. Julio was on the bench, uh, which was very exciting. Caldwell, Schmidt, Loffelson, Gomez, Orozco, and Beesler. So that means that Bodie Davis and Chris Garcia. I think Bodie Davis might be holding up, having an injury there. Hmm. And Garcia, uh, they got uh, pushed to the bench with the two new guys signing in the club. Gotcha. So that was the yeah. starting lineup. Interesting. Um, how, how, yeah, so we'll, we'll start at the back. We'll work our way up. How's that sound? Yeah, let's talk about whatever it was Zach that, McMath. that first half. Zach McMath. How, how do you feel like Zach McMath played? <clears throat> Uh, first half, um, he was doing everything that he needed to do. He, he was, was in great position, wasn't he? Great position, read the, uh, read the play well. Um, had a couple good saves that, you know, maybe a really less talented goalie would miss, but not too much of a, you know, top bins type yeah, of placement here. And he caught everything, you know? It felt like he was not only in good position to save it, but he, he held on to almost everything. Yeah. In the first half. A couple set pieces, too. That yeah. He was just in the right place. And they have some pretty good set piece takers, so it was great to see him right behind the ball. Yeah, confident. Yeah, and Nashville is a very well thought out and well put together team. And very defensive minded. Very defensive minded. They've got some trees in the back there with Romney and Walker Zimmerman that mm. uh, make... Uh, Trying to score goals or lobbing balls into the into the middle, pretty much useless for the most part. Yeah, it does make it really difficult to score in the air on them. Um, well, that and our guys that are good in the air are in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, that doesn't help. Or not even here with Crylock still right. nursing <sighs> a back injury, and I uh, doing a little bit of reading, listening to. Um, reading what Pablo had to say in some interviews, that it's kind of a nerve thing. Mm. And it's one of those things that either you get over quick or you don't. And we're, we might be a week, couple of weeks out still before 
Captain Crylock returns to the team. And I've heard a few people say, oh, RSL looked lethargic. And I was like, well, they looked like they were missing their captain. That That's what it looked like to me. I, I wasn't terribly concerned. Because it's not like we played these guys a whole lot better than that when it was here. Mm-hmm. At Rio Tinto. We just scored in like the third minute. And then we scored in like the 90th minute, right? Like it was just... We didn't play dramatically better than them when we beat them. And so I didn't think we would actually win this game. I thought we would probably, I, I mean, second week in the brand new park. like, yeah, And they didn't win against Philadelphia. Right. They ended up with a draw, so they needed to get that win. And I, I honestly wasn't expecting a win either, but I was certainly expecting more than what we saw in the first 45 minutes, which were... I, it's the first time all season for me, Pollyanna, that uh, I have been frustrated with RSL and their play. You were frustrated with it? Yes. I thought it was – it looked like they didn't – they expected something totally different from Nashville and were surprised that Nashville came out defensively, impressed them. They couldn't get the ball out of the back. They were pinned – it's like they are pinned in their box for 35 of the 45 minutes. Well, and they couldn't string two passes together to get to get to the forward. Well, yeah, I mean, glad even glad even did a stupid pass that almost led to a, a potential goal. Um, but it also felt yeah. like like our our top guy, like our um, <clears throat> upper upper third guys, were not effective. You know what I mean? Because it felt like you know they had Mukhtar, McCarty, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but it felt like they only had three guys. Up. Yeah, they only had three guys up, and they were so dangerous. You know what I mean? They were making us like switch. Um, Glad and uh, Silver were switching like places. They had them moving around. It was it was it was like a little hectic oh my in the gosh. back. In the twenty first minute, like I watched, I rewatched that play, <laughs> and I almost cried. Like I, it's like, oh, as a center back, having played a bunch of center back in my life, I was like. I hope that I never looked that dumb. But, like, okay, so here's the play. Here's what happened. Herrera was on the right, and he was coming across because CJ Sapong was coming in, and he was coming coming with him. And Glad stepped to try to win the ball, and he missed. And so Herrera had to go out and around him. Well, then the ball came to kind of swing over to Mukhtar, and, and uh, Silva stepped in and turned and then Aaron tried to turn and, and run and he, the two of them collided and fell over and I was like oh and it, I was almost ready to swear and then <laughs> Nashville played the ball to the corner and I was like what are they doing <laughs> like that's the that was just a bad play on RSL side of course because Justin lunged those two fell into each other and everybody was out of position at that moment but then Nashville Kicked it to the corner. I was like, when they didn't even see what happened. Yes, I watched that. I watched that during the game too, and the highlights. And RSL was just really lucky that CJ Sapong did not. He didn't even notice. Yeah, didn't even notice. They, they were behind him. <laughs> They're on the ground behind him, and he he passes his out. He to passed them. it out to Mukhtar, who had to go out to the edge of the box to get it, and then brought it back in, kicked it off a of Glad's behind. And it almost went in, but McMath again was there for the same. Covered. Yeah. So you started with, with McMath. Thoughts on the back four. Even thoughts on maybe the formation. We so, had a Roscoe back who we've gone three in the back. Are you guys four four two guys, four 
four in the back or three in the back, three, five, two. I always like four in the back, personally. Um, that way you can get a guy forward. And with Brody and Herrera and what they can bring going forward, uh, assist-wise, balls into the box and whatnot, I think um, Brody makes a better run into the box and Herrera makes a better cross into the box. Uh, but they both bring that level to their game. And what was missing, I think, on Sunday was uh, Brody and Herrera couldn't, like, they, they both have that, like, little shifty thing they can do, right? Brody maybe even better than Herrera at that. Like, I'm just going to make a move with my body. The ball's not really doing anything, but I'm going to pretend I'm going to start running this way, and I'm going to move that defender, right? And then I'm going to stop, and I'm going to turn direction, and I'm going to come back the other way. And that's going to kind of freeze the defense. They're not going to be able to do a whole lot because I've made this thing, and they're not going to be able to press a lot. So Brody, in my opinion, is really good at playing out of pressure by himself. And the rest of the back line, I would say, are good at passing out of the back, playing out of the back together, so to speak. But the connectedness from their forward um, was what was lacking for me. Do you have thoughts on the four four two three five three in the back yeah. or four in the back for you? So I think the only success, the only reason why we had success in the three five two is because of how good our three was. So I like Silva, Glad, and Herrera in the back. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Brody. Um, I would rather have him play in the center and be a little bit more of a defensive mid. Um, so I like the three four three. I think that's more more our cup of tea, especially with now that we got Julio in, we're gonna have speed. Cordoba, I don't know where he's at, but. Uh, Injured. Injured. Yeah, of course. But I think three in the front, so that way we can be more aggressive on the forefront. But then also having two mids uh, more defensive-minded, uh, not Pablo Ruiz. Pablo Ruiz needs to play more up. I know he tends to be more of like a CDM instead of a CAM, but I think we need to play him more as a CAM. And I think that attacking mm-hmm. more attacking, less defensive. Yeah, and I think having a strong three in the back because Silva and Glad have been awesome. Herrera's on his way back. I still think he's a little un like not really mentally match fit yet. Um, and Brody, I just haven't seen him really be a standout, you know, backline guy. I haven't been impressed with him at all this year. Yeah, I I really like Ruiz getting forward. He plays really good penetrating passes, right? And those are the passes that like break the lines. They say right, like because because when you play as a defense, you want to be in a straight line. And the reason for that is twofold: one for the offsides rule, right? And the other is there's fewer gaps that the ball can get through without one of you being able to stop it, right? So if you if you are well organized as a team you you have everybody in the right spots the ball doesn't get through very easy without one of you being able to get a good shot at it with that being the case the the back four it feels like are pretty good at that um the connection there um to me uh everton was off i don't know if he's older i don't know it, to me, he feels off, and I think Caldwell fits in that spot better and covers better, and then you can go from that side-to-side double defensive midfielder to then more of a Ruiz feels like he can start to attack more you know, out of that, and Caldwell can cover. But if Ruiz doesn't feel like Luis can handle it, then, well, then he can't get forward, and we can't get those balls going 
in that's the thing with louise you never know where he's going to be and i don't know that they mentioned this earlier you're just not going to change him right he's too far into his career he is a great player he can be a great player but you just never know where he is going to be some all of a sudden he's bombing forward and I think if I was playing with him... He's making a run. Yeah, if I was playing with him, I would be constantly worried about where I need to be all the time. And I can't go forward because I have to make sure I know where Everton is because he could be 20 yards ahead of me or 20 yards behind me. And So I, I think there's some disconnect in the middle. I personally do like the 3-5-2. I think with the four in the, four in the back, I think we've pinned Herrera way too far in the back and he's... Nowhere near getting into the game and being dangerous and creating plays because he is one of the better passers. Herrera not being forward hurts the offense. And I think if uh, we we had Orozco back, you could have gone Civil Gladden, Orozco, Orozco. And I think what we've seen with Schmidt and Brody and some of these young players, they are much better on the wing than they are 100%. playing in the back. Brody is right-footed playing a left-back. He can do it, and he always cuts cuts mm-hmm. inside. Um, so we don't get to the we don't get to the end line very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we do, we fall down. That was pretty good in the first half when <laughs> when the, he he did oh. props to Brody for heading to the heading to the end line. That was <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> too. We had two like super embarrassing <laughs> moments, like right. In, oh man! So Brody got all the way to the end line and went to cross it with his left foot and kicked the ground and. F- Ray basically fell on his face and the ball went out of bounds. I was Dunny like, Cum- oh, Brody. <laughs> Dunny oh, covered for him. Saying it's probably slick out there. Absolutely. But it is. Oh, it was embarrassing, bro. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that was. Oh, those two both happened, and I was like, I'm glad we're not losing at this point, or I would turn the TV off. The up. only thing that would have made it worse if he would have tripped over the ball instead of just. Yeah. On, oh, on instead the, of just. <laughs> on the Swinging and. Turf yeah. shacked no. in a fool. So I think it's interesting. RSL was a little more dangerous in the start of the year. Was that because who they were playing? What was going on? Or was it the fact that they were playing the three five two? They've gone no. to four in the back, and now they've gone stagnant. Is it taters? Are we missing the taters on the left? No, I think it's of... I think it's because of our, our of what, the people that we had available. You know what I mean? We were we were put into a corner, and we fight better when we we're put into a corner. We're not. But now that we're having all these big players come in, it's changing the dynamic of how they play out there, and it's not working. Yeah, and where where does that? Where do you think uh, up front? Because I, I don't think out of those back four, maybe Brody, yep. um, isn't the starter, and we slide Kablan in eventually, or uh, run a three in Schmidt, the back, maybe. Um, right, like, I'm not a fan of Schmidt being in the back. I like him. Like if we were to go back to that three-five-two, I would like Schmidt being one of the five. But, yeah, the um, wing back. Yeah, but I just don't. I just don't see the the connection. I don't think Rubio, Rubin, and Wood are a good match. I don't like Chang being in the middle. Chang needs to be up front and only up front. I do not believe he's a midfield guy. I, I, to me, he's a bench player. Oh, I still think he he's is. he's a bench player who should maybe come on if Miram's not feeling well or you know something like that. Like to me, he's a backup winger that can send a good ball into the box for Krylock and boys to get on the end of it. Right? Like 
I don't know why he's getting as much playing time as he is. He he looks so lost out there. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. I think if we were to go through this, I think Miram might have had one of the better games that uh, of the players on the team. I thought he um, was engaged. He was all over the place. Yeah. He was relatively in control, but there's not a lot of love to throw around except for I do love the fact that we've got Zach McMath, Silva and Glad, and Herrera. That's solid, however you want to play them. Um, and Ruiz in the back. But other Everything than that, yeah. we are really struggling in the midfield. Even with, you know, Krylock's been out, obviously. But even when Krylock's there, there's been a lot of games where he's struggled to uh, be a part of the game, make an impact in the game. And it's one of the things that has not yet been addressed it was the big issue all last season, right? Where were we the worst on the team? The midfield, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't have a Honey Mukhtar. Or we don't have an identity. Identity. But we don't have... We don't that, have a Rusnak, is that what you're saying? A Rusnak. Sadly, maybe <laughs> maybe he was a little more influential than we thought he was. He's a good player, obviously. Yeah. But we do not have that player... I would like to find somebody better than Rusnak. I think you could find somebody as good or better for less than what we were paying him. Yeah, I think that was part of the, you know, happiness to let him leave, even though now he just won a Champions League. Uh-oh. Which is funny because he only contributed to, what, four games? Yeah, it was a very minimal. <laughs> so that's... Time. In the, anyway. We don't want to talk about that. I'm still not over the 2011 game. But... <laughs> I do think that's Let the biggest, uh, <laughs> the, where RSL needs the most help is right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. And those may be like finding well, also, the nine. Those are, those are expensive players, good players. They're hard to find. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like Miram and Chang being in the midfield, that's a, that's a weird, weird position for them to be playing because Chang has been playing up top for the most part. And the then wide of a three. And Miram's been playing system. in the center. You know what I mean? Like now he's putting Miram on the outside and Chang on the outside, which could favor Chang, but Chang doesn't really enjoy coming back. He's a run up there, kind of run back. Run up there, kind of run back. Nothing. He's not defensive-minded by any means. Yeah, and when he does work hard defensively and we win balls, that's that makes a huge difference for the team. Like he did that in the Toronto game a couple times and it worked out. He made one good defensive win and then he lobbed the ball up to Walker Zimmerman to head out. You know, I was like, dude, who are you aiming for? Bobby Wood's the tallest guy up there, and he's like 5'7 or something. You know, like, we need to take a different approach. Where's the overlapping run? Where's the ball holding up for Herrera to overlap? And, right, like, we're not getting that from this group. And well, that, we didn't get it. And, yeah. and to be fair, <clears throat> Nashville is probably the best defensive team in the league. Maybe it's them or Philly or, you know, Back and forth, but but man, that that's a good good defensive team. This was the first game, like I said, it was the first game all season that I've been frustrated, and it's really the first game of the season that I was making comments to the TV, really, and <laughs> <laughs> trying not to be too uh, demonstrative about. It, but but the first half, I'm like, where is everybody? Yeah, we, we were pinned in the back, and they were. Lofting out hopeful balls that should have been played to should, oncoming RSL players that were finding space and getting an outlet for their teammates. They were passing to the goalie, it the, felt like. The goalie, and then also 
into the midfield and you've got RSL players standing around and the, the Nashville guys are beating them to the ball. And we've talked about the back line, the goalie, the back line, and uh, midfield. the midfield. And I'll be honest, from what it's looking like, unless we're going to get a midfielder or some players in the middle that are going to connect the front and the back, yeah, Rubio Rubin and Bobby Wood are just terrible, not good enough. Terrible. So, quick bit of trivia: Who do you think? And I know you know the answer, so don't answer. Who do you think led the team in shots after that game? Um, I would say Everton Louise. Nope. Marcelo Silva. Marcelo Silva. <laughs> Three shots. He had two headers on on set plays and a weak little shot uh, on goal. Uh, uh, Justin Glad headed back half chance that he kind of scuffed. So that's interesting. That's got to make you go back to the drawing board. If yeah. that if that is if you're looking at numbers, but if if it if it lasts right, if it's more than one game in Nashville. No, he changed it. He he changed the lineup four four two in this. He changed people in different positions. So yeah. he needs to go back to that drawing board and be like, "Okay, this is not the way we need to do this." Yeah, not redraw the whole thing, but just maybe. Well, I'm not asking him to redo the wheel. Well, who's the leading scorer on the team? There's uh, two two players tied with two goals. Oh wow, that's it, huh? Who is Taters? It? Taters and Bobby Wood has two goals. I believe. There you go. I had to look it up, but I think that's what mm. I remember. Um, if only we had the internet at our fingertips. But I do. They were talking about that in in the uh, the game, and that uh, Tate Schmidt has two goals, and Bobby Wood has two goals. There might. I don't think anybody else has more than that. No, Silva has got more. One. Um, Miriam only has one. So yeah, that's crazy. So I I'm really disappointed in Bobby Wood. Disappointing game. Uh, and Rubio Rubin, Rubio Rubin hustles. He's not incredibly fast. Bobby Wood is really good at looking like he's hustling <laughs> to me. And I could be totally wrong. Sorry, and maybe that just it's caught me really like, funny. Like the it kid looks that... like he's, you know, the guy that moves his arms a lot but doesn't move his legs a lot? That guy. Yeah. He, he was really good at looking like he's hustling, but he, to me it looks like that guy's 75% all the time. Yeah, the guy that's moving his head back and forth like this, feeling like he's running hard, but he doesn't and move his legs. It could well. be that the way they're set up, they're not getting service, and no one is connecting with them, so it might not totally be their fault. But they're also, Bobby did, it looked like Bobby Wood did come back a little bit more in the second half. Uh-huh. And um, and Rubin tried to post up, but he was getting manhandled in the first we can, half. Yeah, and, let's talk about that. He didn't that. get any fouls, right? Like, for me, uh, Rubin, part of his game is is getting physical, digging into people. He's not afraid of the contact. He's not a big dude, but he's, you know, like that's what I want to see from him is digging in on Walker Zimmerman, pushing him, shoving him, making him work really hard to get around you. And it felt like Bazakos didn't give him any credit at all. Like there was that one play where he went up for the header and it went over his head and he like pulled up his calf and it hit him in the calf. And then he turned and started to go and Bazakos called a handball. And I... Hate, hate, hate so bad. And it happened in another MLS game, which I'll reference later. I hate so bad when refs 
think they saw something that they know they didn't see, right? Like that play. The ball went over his head, hit him in the calf, and he, he thought it was a handball. But he didn't see a handball. And and he turned to him, and you, you could see it clear as day on the TV. He's like, handball? And he's, he's got his hands out, like, what? And he's like, it hit your hand. And he's like, it hit my leg. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hate when refs call things they think they saw. Mm. Right? If you saw it, great. If not, you didn't see it. You missed it. And that's okay. Let the game play. You know what I mean? If you missed it, you missed it. But, man, the Toronto (laughs) game. The Toronto game. Toronto got absolutely hosed. They had had the, the guy kicking. The same guy that kicked Krylock. He was running in on goal. Ball just popped out in the middle. Keeper reached for it. He wasn't even didn't even have his hand on it, and the guy kicked through and scored a goal. And they called it back. Oh wow! Without the keeper having his hand on the ball, it, watch instant replay. There's your homework. Watch instant replay. They talk about this play, and it was more egregious than our play with. Oh, Crylock with them. So, but yeah, I mean, like, and it was the first game. I'll admit that I was getting frustrated with the officiating. Whoa. Not gonna say, not gonna say <laughs> that officiating cost us oh. the game, but it did cost us a few, especially in the first half. It seemed like we can talk a about the ton second half. of momentum for sure in the and first half. The thing I thought about watching it is reputation, right? Refs are human, right? And what's Nashville's reputation? A defensive Tough. team, so tough-minded. The refs Gritty. know that, and they know they're going to play. It's like it's like Kansas City, right? It's like like that uh, little Diego Chara in <laughs> Portland, right? They know that the refs such an are not going to uh, call every single foul. So they take advantage of that, and refs get used to it, and they just know that these guys are going to foul a lot. They're going to play a lot. They're going to uh, uh, be defensive. They're going to be handsy. And over time, they develop that reputation, and they get those calls. And this was a, a thought with Ruby or Rubin. He doesn't get those calls, and he needs to stop flopping. If he wants to get the calls, he needs to trap the ball, if he can, turn and make a play. Right. right? Then, if he starts to do that and develops a reputation as this guy is trying to make a play and gets fouled, he's going to get those calls more often when he just gets knocked in the back and he falls down. That's why yeah. the game in Toronto, Krylock didn't get the call, I think, because of his reputation as being soft, soft and going down. It turns that play in Toronto from a 50-50 or a 49-51 in our favor to a 50-50 ball, and the young kid gets the benefit of the doubt and scores the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that happened three or four times. In fact, it happened so much that David James, who's probably the least yes. biased out of anybody, he was like, it looks like they're not really calling anything for us. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wow, if Dave James is saying it, it's not just me. My wife's like, it's Mother's Day, remember that? <laughs> okay, I'll stop yelling at the TV. 16 to 8 fouls, that's crazy. Yeah, so the first half, it was rough on all accounts. And but to their credit, RSL went into halftime zero zero. They did not break. Mm-hmm. They bent like crazy. McMath did great. And uh, yeah, McMath did great. And uh, we ended up going in 
zero zero at halftime somehow miraculously yeah yeah i don't think that was well deserved i'm not really sure that was well deserved Uh, i think mcmath is the league leader in saves right now he's either one or two yeah he's on the stats he's yeah which is always something you don't want well Uh, no you don't i mean so in one sense yes because that means they're giving up shots that he can get but if you watch every single shot that he's had, no. Well, we want to be we like third or fourth. That. We want to be third or yeah. fourth. We don't want him to be making crazy acrobatic saves because our back line is Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. But our yeah. back line is Swiss cheese. There's a bit of cheese. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't ask him to stand on his head every game. Every time. No. So, well, I think we've belabored that awful half first half. Yeah, And half-time. move into halftime. All right. What do we got for halftime? We got any orange slices? Do we have any crazy name things? Well, if we're going to go with the name slash best slash worst <laughs> name, it really comes down to Geodis Park. Geodis Park. Do you even know what this... No one even knows. No one has any idea who it's, the title sponsor is. It's a pretty rock. It's a pre, Is it a geode? Is, a is pre, that what they're trying to is say? Is it a pretty rock? They're trying to say geode. No, it's a French company. Geodes. And it was founded in 1990. It's a logistics management company. Boring. Come on. You can't name your stadium Geodes Park. I oh, mean, I we're, a, we're a mining company. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm like, what are you talking uh, right? about? It's a I stadium. Know, oh, right? okay. If it was some dude's last name, which usually I'm all about taking apart. However, yeah. in this case, I'm going with Geotis Park. Well, I was just feeling bad because I thought you were saying his name was Geotis. And I'm like, who would think <laughs> that they are going to name their kid Geotis? Yes. <laughs> like, what a terrible name. Like, that's got to mean something in a different language. Yeah, no. I was going to go with Leal, but Geotis Park is just, it doesn't, it, ah. And to be like in the heartland of the country in the south, you oh, know, like yeah. Tennessee, like, I don't know. It just seemed weird. That a logistics management company is the park sponsor instead of like a, a really good mining company or a. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, you get your food quick there. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Do you? Well, yeah, they've got it all laid out. Yeah, yeah. They they actually had really wide concourses and stuff. It's a gorgeous. From what stadium. they said, yeah, it is. I Trey posted yet. some really cool pictures. Hmm. Yeah, there's some cool pics out there. They did a little snippet. If you want to go on the KSL app and watch the pregame show, <laughs> they did a little snippet on that. <laughs> by the way, this podcast is not sponsored, sponsored by the KSL app. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever be sponsored by the KSL app. <laughs> Heard you guys talk so highly about us here. We guys want some uh, sponsorship? Anyway, so that's my best slash worst name. I think it's one of the worst named stadiums in MLS. But for how beautiful it is, it's just a stark contrast. So it's not beauty and the horrible name. So it's not David Geodis Park. (laughs) David Geodis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Orange slice or anything? Um Orange Slice. I just keep saying Zach McMath. I mean, I don't know. See, because even, even the shots that were taken on Zach McMath, it's kind of like, hey, 
You know the guy that's like at your work that's always just like, dude, I did everything today. It's like, yeah, that's in your job description. You know what I mean? Like the guy that gets overly excited for doing the bare minimum. That's how I feel like Zig McMath is. Like he just he did what he was supposed to do. It wasn't yeah, he like did it. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no top bins. There's no you know inside outside foot he didn't curling around. No nothing. You know what <laughs> right? I mean? So I wouldn't give any orange slices out. Yeah, and with the collision and the run and the not cross left footed, I was just glad we made it into halftime without you know anybody what? getting injured or hurt or anything. I would give an orange slice to Mukhtar. Yeah. Thank he, you for not, not finishing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank he did you for not, not have finishing. His finishing boots on. Well, they actually said he's his all of his passing stats and everything is just like last year, but his goals are down. So, really? well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thanks for that, honey. Hey, that means he's going to be cheaper when we get him. Thanks, honey. Oh, yeah. That's a wish. <laughs> Is that honey? Honey, honey Mukhtar. Honey Mukhtar. And I'll give uh, a, fun name to a very special orange slice to Randall Leal for Nashville <laughs> FC for having the worst tattoo in <laughs> MLS. The neck tattoo on that guy. <laughs> no way. Do you have it pulled up? It's oh, horrible. It, it's like this weird neck, back of ear tattoo. Oh, it's on both sides. Yeah, it's and I, not. I don't. I'm we, not we had a conversation about that too. I'm not really? necessarily a uh, anti-tattoo or I don't Pro tattoo. You, you don't yeah. have a tattoo shop. No, um, we're not sponsored by a tattoo shop. <laughs> no, we're That'd not. That'd be cool. I've been waiting to get mine done. And. Uh, but man, it is just weird. It's like, looks like a dragon or something. It's got. I don't know. It it is wings coming up or something. Um, it it's more. It says more to me. It says more. Um, don't oh. meet me in an alley than it does. That's like, quite large. You know, tough soccer player. Yeah, it's on both sides and it's black. It's kind of. I don't know if it's Polynesian or or whatever. But uh, oh, yeah, if, if it's props, Polynesian, that's awesome. But if it's not, ooh. yeah, it's, it's like Props we, we doing went it, after but... him right at the first of the game. Like the first little play, somebody kicked him, and then Anderson Julio kicked him. No, not Anderson. Everton was Everton. Everton's had a beef with, and him I for think something. he ended up subbing out, didn't he? Just well, the, at, at the end of this, at the end of the first half, uh, Bobby Wood tried to steal the ball from him, um, showing some effort, and slid next to him trying to. Uh, Tackle the ball away from him. Oh, from behind. And his, uh, he just barely clipped the back of his ankle with his foot and just kind of tweaked it. Oh. And um, probably, I don't know if he did anything. Da- he just, he got subbed out at halftime, but it looked like it was just a sprain. But he just barely clipped it. It wasn't malicious. Oh, it was just happenstance. Just happenstance. Uh, one of those things where Bobby Wood slide tackles, trying to tackle the ball away. And Leal kind of steps into him. And, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like Caldwell did. So, like, in, or, into uh, his Cordova line, pretty much into week. his line. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Bobby Wood's foot just barely clipped his ankle. And Oh, yeah, and he was down him. for a good minute or two, right? We ended up playing to like 49 minutes in the first well, Let's time. hope he has a speedy recovery. Yeah, I don't know if it was. And then Loba came on. Okay, Loba. Aki, so, Aki yeah, Loba. moving in. Uh, that was the, uh, you know, that's... The best I could do for... Uh, it's like we felt mad at him. Like, we just want to take all our frustrations out on Leal. Yeah. You have a neck tat? Take this! Take that! 
If you're going to get a neck tattoo, make it a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like it should be Batman or something all the way across your head. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. So anyway, we move into the second half. Um, and it looked like RSL came out. They were, maybe it was Nashville, maybe it was RSL, but maybe Nashville was tired from being on the front foot for 45 straight minutes and they needed a break. And True. Uh, that felt like our best moments were right at the start of the second half. Yeah, first fifteen, I think. It's almost like Pablo came and sprinkled his magic no, mastroeni yeah, dust came, on him. He came over with like Salt Bay and was just like Pablo. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh yeah, Pablo." We should make this into some soup. What kind of soup should we make it into? Pastrami. <laughs> As they're walking out, there's a puddle, and Pablo didn't sink. But then, when somebody else stepped into it, it was like three inches deep. They're like, "What the heck is this?" He so, does walk. He on does water. walk on water. <laughs> yep. So, RSL comes out. It looked like all right. Let's see if we got this figured out. Right. Couple and chances. Couple chances. Um, Did they stick to the four four two? Yeah, they stayed pretty much in that. I don't know that we changed the formation much um oh yeah and then they uh nashville about what was it the 63rd minute they had the their first goal which was on a set play where uh, mukhtar uh passed the ball across the top of the 18 from the left side to the right side and they popped it in over davis they, yeah they davis found popped the, it back post to to CJ Sapong, who was being guarded by like Brody or something. I'm like, Who? Glad. I thought it was Glad. No, no. No, was, Glad was in by. They found the tallest guy on the littlest guy. Yeah. And oh. popped it over. And then he headed it. Sapong headed it back across. Towards and that's goal. where Glad and McMath collided, which that's just bad luck. I mean, in my opinion. Well, yeah, re watching <clears throat> it, I can see that point. Yeah. Glad's backing up to jump to head it. And McMath reaches over him to grab it. The thing is, though, McMath was still a step away, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I is the situation- on those situations like the keeper can use their hands, so I'm not going to put that on Glad. It's it's on McMath. If if it's in your hands, catch it. But it's hard to hold when you're fully extended. I get Over that. Over two people. Yeah. Yeah, but that's hold the probably. Ball. I think where McMath might have been. Caught between two minds, you know, the ball's coming, Glad's coming. It's probably a situation Punch where, it. yeah, he needs to come out there, command the box, um, and maybe go through his own player. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he and, had a body like Olave, he probably could have. So know. he didn't come out forceful enough, I think. I think he was kind of caught between two minds. Am I going to try and catch it? Like Am I going to punch it? Am I going to go through Glad? And then the... Uh, um, Comedy ensues. The ball goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Off of hands and arms. And Marcelo yeah. Silva tried to diving head. That was so funny the... to see. <laughs> he oh was like gosh. diving at the ground of his head. I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Talk about leaving it all on the line. You got to just admire that. If you go back and watch that, watch I'm, I'm Silva. A I'm a Silva play. fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, but then Silva. we give up that goal. Rom, it just falls to Romney, and hey, props to that guy. Mostly because he's on my fantasy team. But, Hooray! <laughs> yeah, but he roofed the ball. You know, like that's what you do, right? When you're inside the six and everybody's diving on the floor, you kick it up. So props to that guy. And then after that, it was just like, oh man, RSL is 
it felt like they had it felt like they had no backup plan. No, <laughs> you know what no I mean. No backup plan, and you could almost feel like the. Oh man, we didn't even suck. bring subs to try to get a late goal. <laughs> it's like Pablo, you said this wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you lied to us. What do we do now? And then there, it was like, all right, get Chang out of there, right? So they oh, sub Lawfulson in for Chang because we needed more energy. How do you feel about that? Do you feel Lawfulson should start over Chang? I think Lawfulson brings energy, and I like that. Yeah. Um, but I think that's situational. If you're holding up the game and you need somebody to go pressure people and that's the game plan, then Lawfulson fits that. Um, if you're talking about trying to uh, break down the LA Galaxy, he's that's well, not really his that's game. That's what I thought. You know like I mean? If you're trying to hold down the game, I mean, you do Broken Beak Beasler. I mean, that's the guy that you want to finish out the game, right? How many, how many nicknames do you have for Bees now? Deviated Beesler. I like that. Broken Beak Beesler. It's a good one. I just called Nick. Oh, that's true. He's we could just boy. have no, the human decency but, to do that. And then shortly after, Bees came on for uh, to play center back, which I thought was interesting considering that Orozco was on the bench. Yeah. Right? Maybe that's an experience... Yeah. Although you still got Glad out there, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's an experience. But they right? said Silva was sick this week. You said? I, they mentioned just briefly on the broadcast that um, he was under the weather during the week, so he had a little bit of a, a stomach thing or something. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> maybe he went as long as he could and and then called it. Yeah, so we took Silva out and uh, Rubio. Yeah, in the seventy fifth minute, Beasler came in for Silva, Julio. One of my favorite players. Anderson. Anderson Julio. <coughs> Excuse me. What other people so should we take last names and make them into first names? Like Anderson. Lawfulson. Just call him Lawfulson. Yeah, like that. make that his first or name. Or Jasper. Yeah, just call him Jasper. Jasper. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, we should, so Rubin comes off, Julio comes on, and we turn a post-up player into the Energizer Bunny, which... How did that? How did that work for you? Well, I thought um, Julio brought some energy. He did have that great play where he's going for the ball and laid out Joe Willis. <laughs> the with uh, there could be a uh, an orange slice for the worst mustache in the league. So you got the worst mustache Ooh, and the worst Alex tattoo. Boyle's mustache is pretty bad too. But and he he didn't he hit him pretty hard and but uh, I mean but he's he was challenging the for the ball. Yeah. So I don't think there was. And I, I'm so happy Julio's back. Um, he brings such a dynamic, uh, different dynamic to the game. But as we've talked about in the first half, it might not mean much if we don't have any midfielders to well, get him the ball. Also, like we don't, we need more than just him up front. It can't just be him up front. Like when we had Cordoba trying to do things against three people. Well, Wood was watching him do stuff. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Wood. He was watching See, him do stuff. I've had, I've had reservations about Wood since day mm-hmm. one. I didn't understand the hype, like the his quality. I didn't understand why we held him to a higher standard. Like I didn't feel that he was that higher standard player. Like it didn't make sense in my mind. And just watching him play, he's not he's not the fastest. He's not the best over the ball. He's not the best at vision. He's not the best at marking. Like there's so many things that he is not very good at and it translates to the outcomes. Like 
all of our losses, you could say like, well, you know, we didn't have enough chances because Wood was up there just, you know, hanging out, getting a paycheck. Yeah, I I tend to disagree. I think Wood brings a quality that we don't really have in any of the other strikers. I think Wood has a um, a nose for goal, and I know that sounds oh, like a weird thing to, which we'll get we'll get to some fun nose sayings later. Goal. But he like if you go back to like the go let's go Beasler, <laughs> you got a nose for goal. Yeah, if, if you if you go back and watch the goal against. Uh, sporting in the playoffs right he just knew to make that run in front of the defender and he just took two steps before the other guy did and we- so when the ball was delivered in he poked it it went just inside that back post goals like that are harder to come by and i don't think anybody else on our team brings that dynamic okay so that you're talking about last season that's great Cool. There's a lot of players. There's a lot of players on here that did great last season, but I'm not talking about last season. But but uh, in all fairness, Nashville's the best defensive team in the league, and we weren't at full strength in our attack. So I I can see why you're frustrated why, with Bobby well, Wood. Why though. did we even show up? <laughs> like if we have that mentality, like oh yeah, we we're supposed to lose this guy. They're the best. Blah blah blah. It's like cool. Don't schedule the game. You know what I mean? Like we need to be showing some sort of improvement or or trying. You know what I mean? Because watching the game, we had the same amount of people coming forward as Nashville did. Nashville was far more aggressive, far more successful. You know, they disoriented our back line. They were they were far more effective than we are. It felt like we were just running up there to be in a spot, not to make something happen. And is that all on? So. Nashville has Leal, they had Akiloba, they had Hani Mukhtar, and all three of those players are better than any midfielder on. 100%. And it was amazing to me that Nashville went from back to front. They cut us open and were attacking in two or three passes, and we had a hard – we can't – it take us ten passes to get – um, Yeah. Yeah, so, I really hate the pay, play backwards mentality that we have way too often. Go forward, go fast. If you mess up going forward, at least you're doing it in the final third. Mm-hmm. At least you're doing it attacking the goal. And then, yeah, maybe that might lead to some counterattacks, but, wow, if we never go forward, if we just do build up all the time, and especially against a really good defensive team, it, they're really hard to break down. Even against L.A., and L.A. actually has had... Um, so far, a better season than uh, Nashville has defensively. So even though we did score on them, like th- LA's defense is vastly improved as well. We just handled it a little bit better. And this week, it was a little depressing. So, I, I mean, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. And, and in all honesty, it's probably not a game we should have expected to win. No, But I think... We could have expected them to play a little bit better, and at least putting one on the board, just, <laughs> just, just getting. We had well, six total shots. I the, mean, that's it, and three of them were from Marzilla from Silla. our center back. So th- then, at the end of the game, you know, they got the uh, the the goal in ninety in the ninety, 90 second, second yeah, which was a nice goal, but you still had people. 
And let's get to the post-game comments. Did you guys listen to the post-game comments? Oh, I did not at all. So I listened to one from Aaron Herrera, and he was very critical. He was, like, depressed. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I was really? like, Aaron, you're kind of depressed. And he's like, yeah, so sucks. So angry. Pissed. Well, he also said, he you know, even we... said those words. Just kidding. Said, I don't know. We can't just be the heart and guts team. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's some frustration with, Obviously, losing the game in the way they did. And we've got injuries. We've got dynamic players out in Krylock and and Cordova who have been... Jefferson Severino. Yeah, so we can talk about the new guys coming (laughs) in. Um, But there is some uh, sense of frustration. You could read into that that maybe they are kind of upset with Pablo. Are we at a tipping point where, yes, Pablo is great in motivating these guys, but to do what? Run around and kick the ball forward and just... Rah, 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 into the goal? Or are we getting to a point where we can create an identity like's been mentioned tonight? Yeah. And once these players get back. So ends up 2 0. Nothing to write home about unless. Uh, unless you're breaking <laughs> up with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you're. Does anyone write home anymore anyway? Do you uh, write home? Sometimes. If you're going to text home. There you go. Nothing to text home about. (laughs) Nothing to TikTok home about. (laughs) Jeez. So um, we did have a few signings in the week uh, at the end of the window. Kablan. Kablan, who is supposed to be great. Lefty, right? No, I think he's right-footed. Oh, is he? He's good with both feet, but he's naturally right-footed. But he can play across across the back back line. line. Anyway, oh, really? Very adaptable. To Get out of there. Let's go. Right? And he's from one of the Blitzer clubs out of Switzerland. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I yeah, couldn't pronounce it anyway. I couldn't pronounce it anyway. The one out of Switzerland. Which Got is it. great that we have Blitzer has these connections. Teams, but I did see some comments on on the interwebs that uh, they're almost afraid about of this happening because now we're not going to go out and actually Get players. Get players. We're just going <laughs> to transfer. Who's, who's not playing over here? Who's not playing over yeah. here? And move them but around. But he was, he was one of their better players, I think. Um, I think that was the situation there, is they're in League Two, and he is a higher-paid player, I think. And mm-hmm. so they're like, let's take him to RSL. We need a left-back, slender-back. Slender back. I said slender back, but I meant center back that can slide. Who plays a the slender back? He's the slender back. It's our new term for anyone that can slide across the back line. A slender back. The slender man. He's like nine feet Not tall back there. Man, slender back. And then uh, Anderson Julio. I think we all know about Anderson Julio. I'm excited to have him back. And then Jefferson, Jefferson, however you wanted to call it, Savarino, who. I think will be a great addition. I would have loved to have seen a new player, but we do know who he is. He was in, played incredibly well here, and then he went to Atlético Mineiro in Brazil and played very well there with similar stats. And they became champs. Yeah, twice, two of the three years. He plays he up was front, there, right? A uh, winger. Oh, winger. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play the. Uh, uh, three, six, <laughs> I don't know. Six, six yeah, wingers. Pretty, pretty soon we're going to have six wingers on the field. We're just going to have Miriam yeah. and Chang and Severino. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that looks like the team moving forward. I think they have till July 1st. Isn't that, I think that's the cutoff date where they can release players. I think they still have to pay them, but they can release them. 
Yeah, did you see who got released too over the weekend? Your homeboy. Oh, yeah. Your Park City native. Uh, uh, nope, 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 nope. Who got let go? Nofo. Bofo. Yeah, Nofo. <laughs> Nofo? <laughs> Nofo has no contract now. Bofo? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. got released. He, he played in the first leg of the Pumas game against Seattle. Didn't play in the second league in the second leg, leg and got released after the game was over, so we're not, essentially. we're not taking him? Oh, geez, I hope not. Yeah, he's he's a free agent now. He can He's, he's free to sign. He's free to roam. But I don't know if... I don't think we received a... a, a yeah, we need middle. We need middle. We just need middle. So anytime you... The allocation order works in MLS, right? Like, we had to pay to get the allocation order to get Savarino. And... One of the things I forgot was that if you receive a transfer fee, then that player goes into the transfer list pile because MLS is a single entity. So, for example, if a U.S. national team player goes abroad and then comes back, um, like uh, you know Pulisic. Gio Reyna, Pulisic, one of these guys comes back, well, they, they never played in MLS. They don't have an MLS affiliation. So... They're going to sign with a club, but they're really signing with the league, right? So there's an allocation order for that. Worst team resets every year, you know. Then they trade the order because we're all trying to make this a good product, you know what I mean? Anyway, so if someone uh, in Real Salt Lake was paid a transfer fee, so if it's over $500,000, then they have to go into that list too. And you can look it up online. It's... 30, 40 people long. Wow. Like and, Miguel Emerald. Yeah, so we had to make a deal with whoever had the first, which was Cincinnati, Cincinnati or Charlotte. Or Charlotte yeah. And then there was, there was, they had to make a deal with a couple of teams to move up to the number one allocation spot to get Jefferson Savarino. So we, we paid a pretty penny for this fellow. Yep, so. For the lad. Well, he's uh, immediately becomes the best midfielder on the team, so. <laughs> Well, especially with Krylock out, right? Or a winger, yeah. Wherever he's going to play. And that was a question that somebody... We slot him in the middle. He, he played in the middle sometimes for us. Yeah. Yeah, that was a question that somebody asked me about uh, uh, our good friend Steve Haslam. Um, bringing in uh, Julio and um, Savarino, do they play the same position? They might be the same, play the same position, but they do it. Totally differently. Well, and so, possibly different sides too. Yeah. So so forth. We didn't talk about the stats. Um, not a lot to talk about other than mm-hmm. Nashville twenty one shots to R six. Uh, we had two shots on goal, and they had ten on target, which is impressive. That just means Zach had a lot of saves. Yeah the <laughs> the possession was very misleading because the it was what. Yeah, Ninety nine to one percent or something in the first half. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh yeah. And then flip flopped in the second, but fifty four for them, forty six for us. Yeah, and the disheartening uh, sixteen fouls for us and eight fouls for them. That two yellows, uh, which maybe somebody talked legit. to Fotis and uh, he got it all figured out in the second half and it seemed like it was better in the second half, but uh yeah. and, oh one yellow we did get two yellow cards and one that uh, was rather detrimental was Pablo Ruiz now sitting oh. on on two yellows. Did he yeah. really need to make that tackle though? You know. On the way back. <laughs> See, I I was watching that again uh, and I was like, I don't really think he needed to do that. He does tend to foul a little bit. 
Make those dumb fouls. Yeah, for me, I'll take the foul, but it's the arguing after that really, you know. There you go. <laughs> it annoys me. Back to reputation right. where we complain about everything, then the ref doesn't hear anything. Yep. So, so pick your spots. So that'll be interesting uh, coming up in the next game. So scores on Saturday. Some of them were pretty uh, good for RSL. Nobody's really running away with this uh, at yet. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte beat Miami 1-0. Uh, Montreal, the uh, one of the surprise teams of the league, 4-1 over or Orlando. The Frenchies. The Frenchies beat up on the Orlando. Yeah, Montreal looks good, dude. And Jordi Mihailovic. Mihailovic is playing really well. My yeah. heck, he's playing good. 4-1 <laughs> over Orlando. Atlanta came out of hiding and, and dropped four. You're Boy yeah. Brooks Lennon dropped the last one. Oh, nice on uh, Chi Town, and in that, our boy Miles Robinson went down with a Achilles injury. He's probably out of the World Cup. That's the second Atlanta player to go down with an Achilles on that horrible field. And I guess they just redid that field too. Really, last year it's a brand new plant turf. turf. Play on yeah. grass. Uh, we need to get away from turf. Play on grass. Hire the guys from Real Salt Lake to manage it. Like, it'll look great. It'll be great. You'll have better players want to come to your stadium and play for you because you have their long-term interest at heart. 100%. Yep. Uh, Red Bull, 1-1 to over Portland. Good result for us. Uh, NYC, FC, 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 FC. FC. Uh, FC. Couldn't zero, score zero. against SKC, KC, KC. <laughs> they couldn't score either. So good result there. DC United, 2-0 two over, over Houston. Yeah. They look decent. Yeah, New England, 2-2 Columbus. Interesting. Minnesota lost to Cincy. Yeah, one that, nil. that was an interesting game. And and their uniforms look horrible. Cincinnati's all orange uniforms are just uh, garbage. Put some blue socks on. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, your kit's crap like that. Wear blue shorts. Like, orange on orange on orange. Is bad. It's bad in Houston. It's bad in Cincinnati. It's bad when it. It's almost horrible when New York City does it. Even there's barely enough blue in there to make it palatable. Yeah, and RSL. I'm so glad we're away from the the red shirt, red shorts. And yeah. uh, we're glad the trade back the blue is back to help us get the blue, the blue shorts. shorts. San Jose, one over, one zero winners over the Crappers. LAFC tied Philly in two to two. And uh, on Sunday, Vancouver beat Toronto one nil. And our next opponent, Austin, the oh, the Mean so Green scared. Machine, whatever their names are, um, <laughs> lost one nil to LA Galaxy. But that was that was a good. banger. It was a decent goal. But uh, I think that showed. Uh, the quality that LA has. Um, Sasha Kleston came in and just killed off the game, just like he did against us. That's when cra- things got crazy in that mm-hmm. game. Um, same thing with them, but uh, they held on. That's a player I thought would have really fit, at some point would have fit well in RSL, kind of like CJ Sapong. Yeah. I've always liked CJ Sapong. Yeah, if we could get CJ, Sasha Kleston, and then um, arm them with Crylock, who's kind of like a better version of Sasha Collection to me. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be a good. Anyway. Anyway, so that's 
Any, th- any thoughts on the upcoming game with Austin? <sighs> scared. Yeah, you're excited. I'm scared. Excited and scared? See, because Austin has just been so well. Well, like they've just been playing so well this whole season. They have played an easier schedule than RSL. Yeah. Right. But even when we have an easier schedule, we can't seem to win. And they're coming here, so they're going to have to play at altitude, which they're not used to being in yeah, Austin. Austin. That's good. So that's going to be to our advantage. And Diego Fagundes colored his hair like this bright green thing. It looks like that's the Hulk crazy. just like, I don't know, <laughs> threw up on his head or something. It does not look good. But yeah. you can go look at the highlights and there's more homework the, for you. Austin's just t- capable. They're very yeah. capable. They have a lot of they have a lot of power. They're playing well. They've scored over twice as many goals as RSL. They have 22 goals this season. <laughs> oh, RSL has 10 in 11 games. So, so we should win four to zero. <laughs> that's that's good, right? I I mean, you want to score less than a goal a game. Yeah. That's a recipe for success. Oh no, 100. percent And oh. they've given up a similar amount less in goals they've given up nine goals and we've given up 15 you see i i just have a like a future like uh psychic reading just barely and i think yeah. we're gonna lose two zero we're gonna lose two zero i think so i think the only reason why we're not gonna lose by more is because of the altitude and we're at home they're gonna get tired of scoring or <laughs> yeah they're like we don't need to score yeah, anymore we just solidified it in the 75th minute with the second goal not me i'm calling it the other way around two zero win for rsl three one rsl just why not i do think that Heck, let's do five two <laughs> nine nothing <laughs> might as well call it a single double you know what i'm talking about <laughs> No, I think it's I with this team it's always interesting to see who's going to show up and I think this is a really going to be an interesting game. It's tough though. You know, know what I mean? Because I feel like the late additions are throwing us off. Rubio Rabin coming back. I feel like that's throwing us off. And then stop putting in Everton Louise. Stop it. Yeah, the teams need to play better with Caldwell out there and they do. I guess they blame the New York City game on Caldwell. I guess he gave up six goals or something all by himself because he hasn't played. No, it's such a... Yeah, that's, that was weird for me too. That is not... Yeah, Everton, uh, no. is, we don't play as well with him in. We play better with Caldwell in there. Like yeah. that, I think that we plays do. out. 7.30 kick though on Saturday. Yeah, should be... I'm excited. I'll Late be there. game. Yeah. I'll probably scalp. <laughs> <laughs> scalp. So we got our predictions, um, and with this team and what they're going through, I think we just need to keep things in perspective, which is kind of what they said after the uh, 6-0 loss. And uh, but this this kind of feels just the same. Where it it's it, I feel like this hurts more because you're expecting more out of the team. That 6-0 was like whoa, all of a sudden. But you know that's the stupidest stadium on the planet. Oh yeah. Yeah, doesn't count as a real stadium. We should no. start a petition. So, come on, Crawley update. That's yeah. Good. All right, let's get to it. The come on, Crawley update. So the season's over. <laughs> That's the whole update. Come on, man. They nope. sacked the coach. They, they kicked did. him out of there. They're like, you they did. suck. They did fire the get coach. They let him go. Um, some of the things that have been... Uh, and he fired back with, you guys suck too. I hate you. 
Um, yeah, some of the stuff that uh, like if that. you want to look it up, are uh, pretty damning. Hopefully, they're not true. It hit the wire, but really? yeah, yeah, it was it was on Sky Sports. I had people te- texting me, "Oh, not Crawley, not our boys at Crawley." <laughs> so yeah, John Yams is gone. John Yams. We did tie uh, Oldham relegated, relegated Oldham, yeah. the Latics. Three to three. We're down two two nil early, and they came back and ended up three three. Um, tie there um, to finish on sixty one points, exactly the same as last year. Hey, consistency. That's yeah. a marked improvement. That's great. Yeah. Wait, so Real is going to be the no same way, right? <laughs> so going to do the same. Thing. One thing on League Two since uh, uh, the season's over for us, but there are a couple players because we saw Forest Green win on the final day they actually tied um sec no they they uh they ended up uh winning league two i think with 84 points um 83 points for exeter and i wanted to to this story about the bristol rovers so did they exeter the league when they exited the win yeah they exited too bad i choose you executor so bad. It's a they, Pokemon reference for all the younger j- fellows oh, that listen nice, to this. Nice. They exited to Executor. I thought you were going to like so the old and it's kind of weird because they're a bun- like a bundle of eggs, and it's called the Pokemon <laughs> Executor. But there's like five of them. It's like what? how does that work? So anyway, on the two, final day, Bristol, there was all kind of machinations that could happen. Yeah, uh-huh. they didn't. Uh, first place was up for grabs. Second, the second promotion spot was up for grabs. The third promotion spot was won by Bristol Rovers in a pretty amazing, in a pretty amazing fashion. Bristol, really? They ended up beating Scunthorpe, the other relegated team, the Iron. Oh, the, the Iron. Iron Colgate, the Colgate toothpaste. Yep, yeah, that's them. They ended up beating Scunthorpe. Seven nil. Scunthorpe's <laughs> <laughs> like up. sub at half. Just so, sub the whole team. What? So the reason that, that was so important is because goal uh, differential. Goal differential, exactly. So, and, um, and Scunthorpe didn't care because they were already relegated anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so Bristol Rovers, they were like in the bottom of the league in January, and they've just just had a re- remarkable run to end the season. So they ended up winning seven nil. Over Scunthorpe, and so that they ended up tied on eighty points with Northampton. 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 So same so points. Port so Port Vale gets dropped. No, Port Vale will play um, Mansfield Town. No, Port. Yeah, Man- Northampton. Fieldville. Northampton will play Mansfield Town, home and away. Mm-hmm. The winner plays the winner of Port Vale and Swindon Town, home and away. The winner will play of those two playoff uh, games will play in Wembley on the twenty eighth to see who will be the fourth place team promoted into League One. That's got to be exciting. But wow. so Bristol Still Rovers, a lot of games for teams that are out, really. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah so weird? the Bristol Rovers and Northampton finished on eighty. They had the same goal differential, which is the first tiebreaker. Oh, really? So they ended up winning on goals scored because Bristol Rovers have seventy one. Goals scored, and Northampton only had sixty. So that is how they got into third place. They got into third place. They and swindled their automatic win. promotion into League One. Wow, that's crazy! And guess what their nickname is? What the gas? 
Oh, no. They're called the gas? Bristol Rovers are called the gas. That's amazing. Wait, and what was the team they beat 7-0? Swindle? Scunthorpe. Swindle? Oh, Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. They were iron. Okay, so Scunthorpe. How much do you think they paid them? I don't know. but <laughs> Do you think that there was an under-the-table pay? Like, no. dude, look, you're already out. Here's some money. Just put it under your pillow like the Tooth Fairy. We'll just say the Tooth Fairy brought it to you. No? You don't no. think that happened? No, I don't. No, no. Everything's on the up and up. Come Everything's on, above board. No uh, totally one ever above takes performance-enhancing. So, they, yeah, they had to make up a five-goal differential. Boom, did it. And they did it. And it was pretty crazy. The reason they're called the gas is because in their previous stadium, it was next to a gas plant, and I guess it didn't smell good, so they, they called them gas, and it's kind of stuck. Well, so it's a fair fair assessment, then. That is the Come On Crawley update. Come on, Crawley. And uh, good season. We'll find out what happens next season. They're on a, a global search, they said, for a new manager. And uh, they Sounds are... Sounds like they should bring in an American... That was one of the things that they're worried about. They might actually do that because the Americans are owners. So, hello, Bob Bradley. Uh, Bob no. Bradley doesn't want to coach at Crowley. And but other thing really, about, uh, we need to we need Bob, uh, Jesse Marsh to keep leads up because they're in yeah. the relegation zone right now, and that's getting tenuous. Ooh, yeah. I thought for sure Everton was going down. Yeah, but it looks like it's going to be tough. Looking at a the surge, I want to see Burnley go down. They they annoy me. Burnley doesn't deserve to be there, even though they have American owners, and I cheer for the American <laughs> owners because like it's so funny to me that we're taking over their game with our money. And Everton, I think they have a, have a game in hand. Um, I think they played thirty four, and everybody else has played thirty five. Yeah, the so bottom. yeah, they're they catching could, up. They could easily mm-hmm. get past with and Leeds and Leeds. I think I looked at their ske- their yeah, last they got three some games. winnable games. Leeds has a tougher schedule than Everton, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, I think it's not like Man City and and uh, anybody pushing for the top five. Oh, but. and did you see that Man City signed Erling Holland? I, I saw Bert. that. Was that From legit? No. I thought it was totally whispered. Legit. Come on, man. Totally legit. Oh, the big, huge, the top Norwegian and like in the Bundesliga of this year. Like he's at 120 he's something. A massive like, person. And he's his highlights are amazing because <laughs> you see him like literally get tackled and brush it off and still run. Like yeah. the angle of the camera is directly in front. <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing. It's like this is how soccer should be played. And now 100%. he's going to Mad City. Of course, because they're the richest freaking team on the planet. They got Tell him. us what grinds your gears, bro. Oh, Man City. They got it for $60 million. <laughs> I know. How stupid is that, right? Half of what? They were, they were projecting He's 75. half a Maguire. Yeah. He's half a Maguire. Oh, my gosh. Maguire. <laughs> I hate it. Come on. So Where's bad. your grind my gears update? Um, well, you just brought up another one. So, yeah. Man City and Manchester United. That's terrible losing 4 0. 4 0. Are you who? kidding me? Uh, oh, the well, juggernaut of Brighton Hove Albion. Oh my gosh. The Brighton, they're crazy good. Aren't they the beach team? They are the beach team. And, yeah. their, and their beach sucks because it's all full Aren't of rocks. like the bungalow or something? They're the seagulls. <laughs> they're the seagulls right? they're yeah. literally the bungalow the birds. Yeah, that wouldn't Salt Lake be the Seagulls too? When, our, when Manchester United's team is worth over like three, like ridiculous amount of millions. Yeah, like, what are they? They're top, right? In payroll, total payroll in the yeah, Premier League. Yeah, after they brought right on now. Ronaldo. 
Yeah. They're in the top. Yeah. Arsenal's like third or second. Yeah. Man City is up there. Can't remember. I'm just glad Arsenal are in top four right now. But my boys. Even though they beat Leeds, I was kind of conflicted there. But Leeds didn't play very well. But do you know what really grinds my gears? Every time somebody says Diego Chara. <laughs> I I don't really know him. I don't really watch him. Me too. But I just hate it every time somebody says his name. Like it just it's just like ugh. Yeah, like every time Diego Chara. Yeah. Like it can't just be like Diego Chara. You know what I mean? Like Diego Chara. Like yeah, it's one like word. Excited about it. I hate it because like when I first started doing this podcast with you guys, you guys just kept saying Diego Chara, Diego Chara. Yeah, this is 2007 and this is 2015. Uh, Diego Chara did this and Diego Chara did that. Not this, not that Chara. Blah 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 blah. And you know I'm like Jimmy. Yeah, that's the other one. Jimmy <laughs> bugs the crap out of me when you guys say it. It's just like it's not Jimmy Chara. Well, if we Diego never Char. ever have to say Diego Char again on this podcast, I'll be happy. I'll be happy too. I mean, if you could just say he's, the he's first like name. that guy that you want to just straight arm right in the face and, and just I just want run him into to, the ground. I just want to like pay him money to so he drops his last name. So it's just like Diego and Jimmy. That'd be great. We'll, no we'll more take Chara. Him on the road. We'll just take him on the road. I we could call him Diego. Diego. Yeah, that's what really grinds my gears. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You said it like today in the podcast, and I was just like. <sighs> Dude, I hate this name. But yeah. So, we're all excited for the Austin game. We think it's going to be a fantastic win for <laughs> RSL. Or a loss. Or a loss. So, with that, we're glad you're listening. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you on all of the interweb stuff. Twitter. Twitter. Facebook. Um, Instagram. Um, Anchor. Um, Spotify. Um, if Apple. You, if you take tennis lessons, you can come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by. Sponsored by. Bre- Bre- Brennan, Brennan's tennis, tennis lessons. lessons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tenny by Brenny. <laughs> we'll actually even provide um, marketing services because clearly we know what names sound good. Absolutely. Broken Beak. <laughs> Broken Beak <laughs> Beasler might be there. <laughs> So, that's the uh, restaurant that's going to open downtown next yeah. week. You know, yeah. if I actually meet that guy, I'm going to be like, hey, I apologize. I said some stuff about you. <laughs> On a podcast one time. I bet that hurt when you got right hit. In the, right in the schnoz. Yeah, right in well, the schnoz. I'll be looking for his email to us yes. on rslrandomfanpodcast at yahoo.com. Absolutely. Boom. Boom. Email us. Stick that in there. All of your love and disdain. We'll take both. Yeah. Love it. All right. With that, we'll say... Good night and toodles. Arrivederci.